0: hello i did not see you there you know i've just got this weirdest pop-up notification on my screen while i was waiting for this uh podcast to start. it's like admin account has been applied for zoom fix please contact in it and then it's truncated and i don't know how to see the rest of the the notification so anyway that is my life at the moment but yes we are back after a few weeks off we are back if there was a if you looked up the, the the Apex Predator of all podcasts, you'll see uh, a redirect to The Jarek Show. So let's get this thing on.
1: Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics poorly presented.
0: I was going to call it the alpha Man of podcasts, but then I thought that's like a bit sexist so that's why i changed it to apex predator but someone who knows nothing about being an alpha or a apex it's my good friend eric crone how you doing
1: doing good apex predator that's um wow that's uh that's interesting uh hmm. okay uh i suppose we can go with that i don't know i i think you know what something that we 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 were remiss on last episode javad this is actually our 101st episode. What? Yep. 101 right now. Like the Dalmatians, like the dogs. Hold the uh, fort for a second. Holding holding the fort now. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we've been doing this. I mean, this started off in RSA several years ago where we had so much fun doing our daily re that we turned it into the Jarek Show. And here we are. Now, most podcasts... They end up folding within about 50 episodes, it turns out. So we've doubled that. I think uh, I think that's pretty impressive. That
0: is pretty impressive. And from all of our time in, in that we have come up with all of our learnings.
1: Yes. Yes. This is our book, folks. This is it. Survive and Survive in Cybersecurity. Yep. There it yep. is right there. Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Two hundred and sixteen pages of awesomeness. This it is really is
0: such an awesome thing. So I, you know, this says not for resale on the top. I want to put it on eBay and just see how much we can we can get for it. it, it <laughs> it's an actual collector's item. But this is all of like Eric's knowledge, and well, there's a yoga pose in there. <laughs> you know, it is just absolutely brilliant. This will be available hopefully on Monday. Monday, Amazon website's naked. So
1: that is is brilliant. I'm excited about that. I mean, we've seen it, you know, kind of evolve from where we put it together. And each of us gives 25 tips here. And we've both been doing this for a long time. So I I think we actually have some pretty valuable things to do there. Um, But then to see it illustrated and Nicole, who did the illustration, fantastic work on that. I mean, it it really captured the fun vibe. But this is kind of, uh, it's designed to be like a, 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 what is it? A coffee table book, right? You can pick it up, you can flip it to a spot and read some stuff there, learn from it, and you don't have to read like a novel, which is what makes it kind of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I showed it to my family who don't know anything about cybersecurity and they don't really care much for it. But even even they were like flicking through it saying, well, this is quite an accessible book.
1: Um, yep, yeah, yeah. I showed it to my family who doesn't even like me. And uh, and they said it's a pretty good book. So, right. I mean, yeah. for me, that's, that's, a pretty, uh, that's a pretty major accomplishment. So I'm super excited. Monday.
0: You're referring oh. to the half that I wrote as opposed to the half you wrote. Right?
1: <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, I look forward to seeing that out there. We will tweet about it, put it out on LinkedIn and stuff. You can better believe we're going to be putting it out there uh, when we release this thing.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And we will
0: harass you until you buy a copy.
1: <laughs> right, right. Now these are pretty inexpensive too, right? Like they're they're only a couple of bucks, right? Like eight, nine bucks, something like that. Is that right? Well, the Kindle version, maybe. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, so I mean, we're not talking like huge money here. This yeah. is a fun little thing to, to have with you. So awesome, exactly. cool.
0: Exactly, and Eric can offer you like an interest-free payment plan.
1: <laughs> you know what, I think we ought to do, Javad? I think because you're going to be here in not too much time, I think we should get some of these up. We should autograph them and we should give them away through the show at times. What do you think?
0: Yes. Yes. To all of our amazing listeners, viewers, listeners, uh, we will find a way for you to interact and uh, give us a reason to give you a free copy of the book.
1: Oh, this is going to be fun oh yes it is <laughs> speaking it
0: will be of fun we'll be insufferable <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of fun let's move on to this week's stories beauty yeah that's not fun <laughs> this, this did not cover the fun part my friend
0: well it depends on which side of the fence you're on but um yeah so former cso for uber joe sullivan uh was uh, indicted a couple of years back there was charges yeah. against him about uh, uh you know the whole mess at uber there was breaches there were cover-ups there were payoffs to to hackers via a bug bounty program it was uh actually when you start unpicking it i think there's a good mini uh document docuseries right. <laughs> you made out of this It'll be on
1: Netflix before we know it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the um The Founder. Is it called The Founder? It's no. No, the Dropout. Sorry, the Dropout. It's the it's on Disney Plus and it's the one about um Elizabeth Holmes who who uh, set up Theranos with the, the 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 company that said that with one drop of blood they can run a whole battery of tests on you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it was all fraudulent and what have you. Um, uh, there's also like inventing Anna on Netflix, which is yep. all about this, the, the lady German hair as you pretend. Yeah, to, yeah. And I think this fits right into that kind of story.
1: Well, this was scary a little bit for people that are, that are CISOs, right? Because uh, most of the time when we, when we consider what happens in business, um, we don't really consider that we can go to jail for what goes on there, or we can be fined a huge amount of money personally, right? We usually think that that is something that's going to fall on the organization, that we're somehow protected. Um, but this this came down to him as an individual and personal liability. Now, I don't think this is, you know, what went on here was clearly not um, what happens within normal business type stuff, right? But this is going to send a lesson to or, 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 you know, give a lesson to a lot of people and send a message about not screwing around like this and the trouble that you can get into.
0: There is, yes. I think there's a few important points, and I found a tweet by Whitney Merrill, who is a DPO and privacy infosec lawyer. She has worked at the FTC. Uh, I trust her opinion. She does know what she's talking about. And she's saying a lot of people are conflating legal issues when discussing the Joe Sullivan and Uber. Be careful of the red herrings. It's not about breach notification. It's not about bug bounties. It's about lying to a regulator about information responsive in an open investigation and subpoena.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's lying under oath. and, And this is a whole different thing than just, hey, we got breached
0: yes yes so i think that's that's a really important takeaway like you have stuff that you do at the company what have you some of it's not always above board but when you are under oath and you're being asked by a regulator or the fbi or, or someone did this did this happen or not then your obligation is to tell the truth i mean we should strive to tell the truth at all times but lying yeah. under those circumstances Puts you in the crosshair. There's no amount of, well, the company told me to do it that can save you. And I think that's really, really important. So, uh, in part, Sullivan's defence rested on part of his contention that the company's legal team has responsibility for deciding when to make a breach notification. Be that as it may, it's your job under
1: oath to tell the truth. Right, right, and that does put people in a in a bad spot. I mean, I get it because. If you tell the truth, you may end up losing your job because the organization may get fined or something. But you know what? That's something that you need to do in these cases. And you're right. It's not just about the fact that a breach occurred. It's not even like they they misunderstood something. This was blatant, you know, lies and deceit that went on around this breach. That's kind of why it's a poster child from the beginning four yes. breaches that have have been handled poorly and 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 if you see at the
0: original criminal complaint um uh, two charges obstruction of justice misprision of a felony uh and then that was updated the following year to include wire fraud that included the bug bounty sort of yeah. like hidden payment to 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 do that yeah cuz he
1: claimed some of these things were bug bounty related right and yeah, uh,
0: so, so someone uh, some dudes hacked in s- downloaded like a bunch of uh, data from from uh, the systems and uber drivers and what have you and they demanded money and they said well if you find, fu- we will set up a bug bounty program and then you say that you submitted something and we'll pay you through that so it looks like it's a bug bounty payment as opposed to um you extorting us for money mm-hmm. and 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 then they lied about that
1: like I said, this is blatant. This isn't just, oh, there was a misunderstanding here or someone's definition of something. They went out of their way to set these things up. And it's, I mean, it's it It makes me sad that organizations feel they have to do this, that this kind of stuff is, has gone on. But it is what it is.
0: It, it is. Uh, but, you know, it's, I, I think Whitney on this thread, uh, she goes, If he told the FTC about the situation open and honestly, he wouldn't be here. The FTC had used that. They may have used that info in their investigation or they may have had sympathy for Uber. We don't know. But he wouldn't be here. Right. And I think that's the key thing. On the flip side. Now, you're right. People are worried about losing their job, uh, which does happen. But this is the exact opposite to what the situation with Mudge was at Twitter. He felt that they were lying. The company was lying to their shareholders, the regulators and everyone. What did he do? He said, well, you know, I'd rather lose my job than to keep up the lie and be held accountable. And uh, he said, like, I'm here today because Twitter leadership is misleading the public, lawmakers, regulators and even its own board of directors. They don't know what data they have, where it lives and where it came from. So unsurprisingly, they can't protect it. It yeah. doesn't matter who has the keys if there are no locks. So so this is from his uh, testimony that, that he gave. But I think this is the approach. This is the standard that CISOs should be looking at. And I get it. It's easy for me to say when I don't have the pressure of potentially losing my job, say, oh, take the high road. Your principles are good. But, you know, when you look at, you, you look at these indictments, you look at this, like you said, this is pre-planned, premeditated, yeah. And you're telling one lie on top of another to cover another lie. And you think, like, what's the end goal here?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, when, when I talk to different groups, including I've, I've talked to college kids, I've talked to, like, um, uh, people in cybersecurity stuff in, in even high schools and things like that. And we talk about what it's like being in cybersecurity and what kind of things people look for. And I, I always tell them one of the things I look for is always integrity. It is so important that in cybersecurity, we have integrity because we are given the keys to the kingdom. We have access to crazy amounts of data um, that is very sensitive in a lot of ways. Um, and we, we, we are the ones that should be held, you know, uh, out there beyond reproach. Like we really need to be those people that don't try to do it. If we mess up, we got to own it and then fix it but a lot of people unfortunately don't have those those ethics they don't
0: the thing is like people don't history has shown us share value company valuation have showed us people do not care about breaches you're not gonna suddenly if twitter had publicly disclosed everything that had happened uh if uber had they would not have gone bankrupt people wouldn't have left all their drivers wouldn't have said well screw that i'm uninstalling this app now and i'm going to go off with <laughs> right. lyft or whoever like, yeah. eh, okay the data has been breached let's carry on it's making me money
1: you know it, yeah it may take a, a brief hit in the stock value or something like that but it always rebounds immediately look at things like target you know target breach the home depot breach um they're they've hardly closed a bunch of stores because of these things But we have both, in many, many cases, uh, on this show especially, when we read these stories, we have, have applauded the folks that came out and were very open and transparent about what happened, who may be affected, and how it may affect them. And ultimately, these organizations survive that part of it.
0: That's right. That's right. Anyway, on to something a bit more (laughs)
1: lighthearted. Yeah. Oh. Oh, dear. (laughs) Not lighthearted at all. Speaking of ethics and morals and and stuff like that here. Yeah, this is... Indians reportedly trafficked to
0: Myanmar by cybercrime operations. Uh, This sounds horrendous.
1: I had no idea.
0: Yeah. So over 300 Indians have been forced to work for cyber criminal operations after being trafficked to Mawadi in Karen State, according to a report in the Times of India. And after being lured with false promises of legitimate jobs and then being taken captive by trafficking gangs, victims were forced to work for cyber scam operations for more than 15 hours a day. Uh, Wow. Yeah, wow. so
1: so they were basically said, "Hey, here's some jobs. If you want to come over here, you know, we'll cover everything. You come over here, work these jobs." And so these folks have have left their families and their homes and gone over to do these jobs, thinking they're going to be doing legitimate work in this new area that's actually kind of being built up, as I understand it. Um, and they're trying to make it like a tech hub. So they think, "Oh, okay, this is cool. I'm going to go do that." Turns out they were actually basically held prisoner and uh, they had to work off the costs um, associated with them being there. It, It was one of those very typical sorts of things. So a couple, you know, several of them have been able to leave, but only after a very long time of working extremely hard to quote unquote, pay off their stuff, which is so common in the human trafficking side. I personally had no idea that this kind of stuff was going on that actually fuels some of these scam groups that we see out there. You know, the romance scammers, the, the stuff that we're always like, Oh, I hate you scammer. But honestly, this kind of opens my eyes and says, maybe, I mean, granted it's only like 300 of them, but this may be going on other places. Maybe it's not that they want to be in this business, but that they've kind of been drug into it. I don't know. It shocked me, honestly, when I saw this.
0: It did. And so, if uh, any Indians want to work 12 hours a day uh, writing articles for me or preparing my webinars or doing the show, what well, I'm saying is <laughs> it's a good deal. It's a good deal. Oh my God, what is this I saw website? bleeping computer <laughs> my god it, this is like the the 90s all over again pop-ups and scrolls and everything it's police busy but there's
1: some great info there so I...
0: okay the australian federal police the afp have arrested a 19 year old in sydney for allegedly using leaked optus customer data for extortion if that yeah. is an enterprising young individual i don't know what is
1: yeah, except he, it, it was terrible in the execution because apparently nobody fell for his scams and he ended up in jail. So, I mean, you know, things ended up pretty nice. But interestingly enough, he took these records um, leaked uh, from these other hackers and then basically hit him up with text messages saying, I'm selling this to others unless you pay me. It was like 1300 bucks US, right? And nobody fell for it, which is kind of cool. But, and clearly he wasn't a very good hacker because there he is in handcuffs.
0: Well, even the best end up in handcuffs eventually.
1: But um yeah, not so yeah. hot at uh, obfuscating his, uh, his activities there. Was he, was he
0: sending the messages from his own
1: phone? That right. he's, <laughs> he's over there typing <laughs> away. No one, no one will be the wiser. I'll just say that it was someone else. Right. I yeah. don't know, but uh wow. wow.
0: Yeah. Um, this is, but you know, this is, we, we laugh at it just because of the poor execution, but this is really how a lot of operations work. They, they might not. So a lot of you might've received an email where it's your passwords in the subject line and says, we know what your password is and we have seen documents or we've accessed your webcam or what have you. And sometimes it's just that little bit of information where someone looks at it and says that is one of my passwords that i use yeah and that means that they must be telling the truth like who else would give up this information so the psychological play cannot be underestimated when someone is confronted with something like this so um it is um you know he he didn't he wasn't successful but you know unfortunately a lot of people do fall for these kinds of scams
1: I had an everyday. interesting, yeah, I had an interesting one in my inbox, uh, Javad. Remember uh, the Pegasus phone malware? Yes, right? like it's that big deal from this that Israeli organization, and uh, it, it really is a very high tech spying software that has been used against journalists, nation states, dissenters, um, and it was produced by an Israeli company. And it was like zero click; you just go to a website, you're infected, like. Yeah. So much so it was used that Amnesty International actually has a program for journalists to send in their phones and they will make sure that they're not infected or remove the infection from the phones. Like this is a major thing. Well, in my uh, in my inbox, I got a message saying you were a collateral of Pegasus malware. And uh, when I started reading it, I'm like, what is, you know, and it says, uh you, you're you a collateral victim. I have this software. It infected you. We've spied on all the stuff of your life. You need to pay me $1,300 or I'm going to dump this publicly. And the brilliance to that is if I go out and I Google Pegasus malware, it does all of the things that this person says it does, right? And you're like, oh my gosh. So for the average Joe... They don't know that this was very tightly controlled to nation states and stuff like that. No, no run of the mill hacker sending out stuff to Gmail accounts is going to be, you know, having this piece of software. But those sorts of extortion, things like that can be very, very convincing. And they use tricks like that, like using something that if you Google, you find out it's true. And they use that against people and uh, they're they're pretty darn good at it.
0: They are. They are. And, um, you know, did they find out or uh, that you are becoming a farmer in the near future? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, were, you were leaking that information.
1: Right. As long as right you don't yeah. leak
0: the manuscript for the book, then that's all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come on. We need we need to DRM that real quick. Right. Otherwise, it's yeah. going to end up out. It's, this is going to be the most valuable book in all of cybersecurity education it'll be issued through all the universities um it'll be part of certification studies i'm sure uh, yes. i i think i think this is going to be the the top book in cybersecurity.
0: security ic squared hook us up we can do your special royalty scheme program uh, for a <laughs> Don't right. say
1: royalty scheme program it's royalty program drop the scheme part man <laughs> come on
0: Speaking <laughs> <laughs> Ah oh, yeah. Uh, this is a long report. I didn't read it. You sent this, so talk us through it. I'll slowly scroll through it.
1: <laughs> I didn't read it either, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> um you I, I thought not notes about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really didn't read this. Um, other than to say that uh, there were some pretty frightening statistics that I do not remember in this thing. Um, I just remembered that they were in there. I actually have it open in a tab on my machine. Wow. Um,
0: wow. But,
1: but what did hey, you see? In here?
0: Man, this is just not cool. Hey, Jeff, open this up. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I haven't read it. Now you look dumb just as me. Honestly, it's... we just can't get the staff. I do apologize for the, um, for the unprofessionalism of my colleague, but let's give him a second to read it. In the meantime, let me, Let me read you an extract from uh, 50 Ways to Thrive and Survive in Cybersecurity. Um, Frequently Asked Questions. This is like in the beginning. Um, There are only 25 tips. No, there are 25 tips by each author. So 25 times two equals 50. Did you not learn math? What is math? it is maths you must be one of those british people like oh it even like comes up with crap in the book
1: look sorry look okay the context behind this was important um and the number that i was looking at here was an identity scam has grown in the past 12 months um over a thousand percent and they're talking about social media account takeovers have grown over a thousand percent in the last 12 months now um, this hits near and dear to me because I actually posted an article on on uh, Mad squirrel Tech about a close friend of mine who had their uh, social media account, their Facebook account taken over through probably password reuse and I worked with a, a journalist actually who had theirs taken over as well through prep password reuse. Um, and in her case, the attackers what they did is they turned around and they used her known and trusted account with like 3,000 connections to supposedly sell puppies and they were gathering, um, deposits on these puppies. And then of course, you know, not delivering the puppies, but people are showing up at this person's door going, I gave you 300 bucks for a dog. Where's my dog. Right. And I'm seeing this kind of thing happen more and more often on the social media side. And people go, you know, it's just a Facebook account who really cares. Well, unfortunately there's a lot to be done with that. And if you look through Facebook Marketplace, I know you're not on Facebook, Javad, but on Facebook Marketplace um, there's these sales for things like, you know, I saw tractors for 800 bucks because I'm I'm heading that route. But, you know, and then you look at the uh, the people's um, profile and they've got the same tractor for sale in California, New Jersey, New Mexico. So clearly someone has taken over that account They'll blast these things out. A lot of times they'll put it in quote unquote vacation mode. So the real owner of the account may not even get responses or be aware that this is going on in an account that somebody else owns. It's crazy how this is happening so often and being used to attack friends, family, people that trust you, uh, stuff like that. So that's why I I actually brought this one up because that, that number was in here. And I thought it was pretty important that we start thinking about that with our social media stuff, protect it with multi-factor authentication. Um, you know, take care not to reuse your passwords in other places. I can't say that enough.
0: Yeah, and if you don't, if you've abandoned a social media platform, delete your account properly so that it can't be yeah. taken over and then someone else, because that account has still has some value that it's a real account, it will set up. It's been around for a long time. So if someone's yep. looking for it, they'll say, oh, well, this has been around for five years. Clearly, it's a legitimate account. Which kind of bot is around for five years or, or what have you? So yeah. it, everything just adds to it.
1: I can tell you from personal experience that reporting these to, uh, to Facebook does absolutely nothing. Yeah. They had this gal's account for at least six months. And they continue to do this.
0: Why would it? Why would it? What, what, what does... Um, uh, much say he said something really cool um uh, i i well it's a big article now I can't
1: <laughs> find it. that's how you know we're uh we're top-end journalists here folks he said something really cool it's in here just read it you'll see it right
0: is right. it something about why what why why should they worry about that when it's it's just about making money
1: yeah no and that's true these social media things they they get money off ads they get money off all that kind of stuff if you've ever tried to to get a hold of a human there it's impossible to do why because it costs money to staff the phones yeah um, and that's what they're about they're about making money
0: well if 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 you want cheap people to off the phones
1: <laughs> you're you're not talking about um going out to uh, Myanmar, there are you javad
0: well there's a 300 people that need a job that's all i'm saying <laughs> That's all what I'm saying. Do with you, man. They're what used to working in worse, worse situations. <laughs> I'm just trying to make, make the best out of a bad situation there. This is me like, you know.
1: This is your lemon from lemonade, huh?
0: Yes, something like that. Anyway, take us home. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us this week for our 101st episode. Uh, We will be getting something together with those books to be able to share them with you. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this. We do it live uh, just about every week on Friday mornings, and uh, you can talk to us. You can chat and comment with us on LinkedIn, um, I believe on Facebook. Some of that stuff will pop up here. We're going to be working on that a little bit more, so we look forward to hearing and seeing your comments. Take care and stay safe this week.